Well, basketball season is over, but that doesn't mean the fun has to end. Baseball season underway right now. The NFL season starts up again soon. So there is no better time to sign up for Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today with promo code JNR and get a deposit match of up to $100 for all new members. That's promo code JNR. And check out Underdog Fantasy. Check out the Daily Fantasy with Baseball. Check out all of the other Rivals matchups that are available on the application. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Check it out today. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John. I am joined by Ronnie, who is coming back after a week off. I know we both said we'd take a week off. I cheated, <laughs> recorded something small, but hopefully yeah, right. you're fresh, you're ready to go, and talking some basketball. Yeah, it's nice to so take a week right, off, Ronnie? you know. Yeah, just there wasn't much going on anyways, you know, so that, that was and there's cool. still, Yeah, there's still not a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. When we did our, our pre-podcast sync up, it was just like, man... Off season is pretty slow. Yeah, but yeah. there are still some things to talk about. So, Ronnie, why don't you hit us off with the news? All right. So first, we're going to start with the Seventy Sixers. So we got Montrez. I think his name is pronounced Montrezel Harrell. I know it's Harrell for his last name, but so this guy was diagnosed with a torn ACL and meniscus in his right knee after a an off season workout. So, um, you know, usually when this happens simultaneously, both of those, uh, you're usually out for the whole entire year. Yeah, um, that's he, a season-ending injury yeah, normally. Yeah, so that sucks. Um, he's 29 years old. He He's a previous six-man-of-the-year award, you know, winner. So, But the 76ers do have Paul Reed on the side. They also signed Mo Bamba, too. So they, they have him. But, yeah, just disappointing to see that happening in the offseason. You, you never like to see that. So bad news to, to start the news off. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, for him, especially 76ers <laughs> fans as well. All right. So, um, Luca news. The Dallas Mavericks spoke to Luca about his weight problem. I love hearing this. This guy's only 24 years old. And basically, there's, there's, you know, we, we, we talked about this, right? Like, he likes he to does, eat. It's not a yeah, big deal. Yeah, but he doesn't look like a true NBA player, right? He, he plays really well, but he just looks like your average Joe. And he just, I don't know, he just needs to do something about it. So they were saying how last time he weighed in, he was at 260 pounds, which is exceeding 260, his... 260, you said? 260? Yeah, 260 pounds, yep. Wow, and that exceeds okay. his preferred playing weight of about 230 pounds. So he's 30, 30 pounds off. So yeah, they're, they're like, wow. hey, what's going on, Luca? What, why are you eating so much food? You know, It's time to get back in the gym. <laughs> I don't know. What do, what do you think about that? Do you think he needs to lose some weight? Fat shaming Luca. I think he he was a little hefty at parts of the year, but I think some of that is just his playing style. So yeah, I, I, yeah it would be nice if he converted a little bit of that to muscle. But if it's broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He's right. putting up MVP like numbers. I don't know if that's the fight. That's the hill you want to die on. Yeah. See, I think he uses his body to push himself through the lane. But then you kind of look at like I remember James Harden. You know that year when he was started getting soft and yeah. you know, he didn't play that well. So I'm not sure where that. I don't know if that good point is, you know, like what, what weight do you have to be to play at your top? I don't know. All right. Next, I got uh, Dr. J is in the news. So there was this big interview about Dr. J and everything like that. And um, they asked him, hey, what, what's your top 10 NBA greats? And surprisingly, he left LeBron James off the list. And he just broke, you know, the record for most points scored ever. And, you know, he's won multiple championships and he didn't make the top 10. I I found that really interesting. The players that were on his list were Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Oscar Robinson, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor. So yeah, those, those are pretty good guys, right? But would, would you leave LeBron off of a top 10 list for of like all-time greats? I don't think I would, but some of that just comes from, you know, that was the time when Dr. J was playing. Those were the top players. You know, Shaq recently released his top 11 because, you know, he has to be difficult. And it didn't right. have a lot of the old-timers on there, right? It had right. Wilt... And and that was it. So I think it's just this is this was the top players when he was in the league or when he watched basketball, mm-hmm. and that's always going to be in his heart. Did he have Michael Jordan on the list? Out of curiosity, yeah. So the other top five it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, Mag- Magic Johnson, Carl Malone, and Nate Archibald. Yeah, so that's all pretty old guys. Where LeBron is more modern and more mm-hmm. you know current. So I think. That probably has a lot to do with it. I don't know. I wouldn't take much weight into it. It's his opinion at the end of the day. I just find it hard to have a top 10 list without having LeBron 
on yeah. it for, right. for anybody. So Yeah. And then they ask him about Steph Curry too, and he's like, Well, everyone on my list is retired too. So <laughs> Yeah. So he, that's he part kind of was aware of it. Yeah. But it is just, you know, like you wouldn't think that LeBron would be left off of the top ten ever list, you know? Especially with all these no, records you that he think broke. So. Right. Um, also he Dr. J mentioned um there's an issue right now in the NBA with with the players just kind of like demanding trades and they're running the show instead of instead of the owners of the, the teams, you know? So um, I found that interesting because we talked about that too. Like, I, I don't think the players that had all of this power where they just request a trade and then it kind of like screws up the whole team, you know, it's like holds the front office hostage in exactly, some ways. Right. I mean, these, especially with like the city, you know, they're, they're behind the player and like the whole city gets behind them. And all of a sudden, like, Damian Lillard, for example, you know, Portland loves him, but he's like, well, I'm just requesting a trade. He's just kind of like ditching his city and I don't know, just, I, I'm on Dr. J's side of that. I, I like that someone like Dr. J is talking about this. It's something that I wish it would stop, you know, so I, I appreciate yeah, it. I think we're going to disagree on this and I think we we know we're going to disagree on this. Mm-hmm. And, and we talked about this before as well, right? If I hate my job or if you hate your job, you have the luxury of being able to quit and go find another job, even if it's in the same industry. Yeah. Damian Lillard was drafted. He didn't pick the Portland Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers picked him. He didn't right. have any say in it. Now, he signed an extension, so you could put that on him. But I think he wants to quit. He wants to quit his job and, and find a different company to work for. I feel mm-hmm. like that should be allowed, and he should make his voice known on that. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes there. Um, you know, In the, the pre-show, you mentioned that he mentioned Kevin Durant specifically during this. Yeah, because he's been switching teams. So he basically, he's just saying he doesn't like all these players frequently switching teams. It's become an issue for the league. That's that's okay. pretty much what he said. So I mentioned the the Steph Curry movie, Underrated, that was released last week mm-hmm. uh, on the podcast. One of the things that was really interesting there, and I'm glad that KD was mentioned by Dr. J because it, it leads directly into this. He came to Steph Curry's party in, in New York after he broke the all-time three record, right? He wasn't on the team. He was part of the Brooklyn Nets, and he came to the party to congratulate him. And, you know, him and Steph dabbed it up. And he, after he left, Steph Curry said he's the most mis, he's the most misunderstood person in the NBA. Hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. And I wonder if there's more to Kevin Durant than, than what we see, obviously. Yeah. But I, I feel like a lot of that has to hold true. And then you start to see the story about with Draymond getting that rebound in the Clippers game. I don't know if I sent you that. I'll send it to you after the show. Okay. Uh, but it really kind of just shows, at least to me, that KD wants to be part of a team, of a family. Yeah. And when there's dysfunction in it, he just he doesn't want to be part of that. He wants to be in, a, in just someplace nice and peaceful. So I I don't fault him to a certain extent because, you know, that's he doesn't have a lot of options there. Yeah. He wants to play basketball and he's under a contract. So what can you do? Well, there, there's this loophole that allows me to be traded. So I'm going to let my boss know that I would like to be traded. I don't, I don't see the big deal. I never thought about that for Katie's like point of view. Cause yeah, he was on the thunder. Right. And then like Harden left, you know, there's all that drama between him and like just not being on the team anymore and wanting to get right. out of there. And then he was left with Westbrook and it was kind of like a broken team after that. So I can see how he wanted out of there. But then after that, he went to um, the the Warriors. I don't think he could stay on there because they're just over budget, right? So you had to move out of there. There was some drama with him and Draymond. Surprise, surprise! And he he basically said that. And again, we see this happen. We see this happen this year. It's like history repeating itself. Yeah. There was some drama, and Steve Kerr, the coach, and they never addressed it. They just pretended it wasn't there and then we see the same thing happen when Draymond punches Jordan Poole and it's just like something's broken with that philosophy it's just like hey maybe if we don't address it and that's what he said is like you know we should talk about this we should open it out we should have a players only meeting and talk about it but that doesn't yeah. happen and I think he just kind of felt like well what what's the point right what's the point of me being here if, if we're just a broken unit yep. I, so I think legitimately and again we'll never know because Kevin Durant will never be on our podcast, but I think he just wants to feel like part of a family, part of a team, yeah. and he doesn't know how to react and how to to be part of a dysfunctional team, and he right. just wants out. Well, what happened to Brooklyn? There was everything was fine there, right? <laughs> yeah, everything was great there. <laughs> yeah, that's the mystery. That's yeah. the mystery of the whole thing. <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, maybe you found a, a really good family with the Suns because I do feel like, well, yeah, you know, I, hope so. Mo- I feel like Monty Williams and it was a good family when he was here, but then again, you got the. DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams drama too, but so yeah, that's why they yeah. got rid of Monty. Yeah. But 
I don't know. Maybe. It's just, that's interesting. I, I hope he did find a home. I, I really like him. And yeah, hopefully he can retire. And yeah, interesting. I never really thought of that point of view. But yeah, yeah still, sorry to derail your, your news stories there. No, but I'll, yeah, I'll still, hand it back but to you. overall, I just, I still don't think, I don't like players switching teams as much as they are. You know, I do wish players would stick with teams and just uh, and play it out. You know, just, I, I don't know. That's just my yeah, personal my last point opinion. of that is, yeah, I, I, I agree. I would be great if players stayed on teams. I wish all teams attempted to be competitive year after year. Yeah, yep. Just build your team. Okay, so next, um, I got uh, Jeannie Buss. So she's the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers, right? So she says that the Lakers will retire LeBron's jersey. And I'm just thinking, like, what? what? Le- like, LeBron hasn't been there for that long. Yes, he did win a championship with that team, but... It was just kind of made me think there too. Like, how many teams do you think his jersey would be retired from? And can is that possible? Like, can you retire a jersey in multiple arenas? Yeah, I don't know. Is is Shaq's jersey retired in multiple places? Because like Orlando, for example, or you know, like the Miami Heat, didn't he win a championship with them? I I could be wrong, but uh, I know I know he definitely you know has retired in the Lakers. But I wonder if it's retired anywhere else because. Yes, it, there are there are two players. So Shaquille O'Neal has his jersey retired with the Lakers and with the Heat. Uh, Charles Barkley has his jersey retired with the 76ers and the Suns. Dem- oh. Dikembe Mutombo, the Nuggets and the Hawks. Uh, you have some older players in here as well. Michael Jordan with the Bulls and the Heat? That doesn't make sense. Why would <laughs> no. Michael Jordan's number be retired with the Heat? Yeah, that's weird. Unless it's a misprint. Um, Maybe it's supposed to be like the Wizards because he, he played for the Wizards. I'm sus on this. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is interesting. Uh, Clyde Drexler, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Wilt Chamberlain has his jersey retired by three different teams. Oh, that's so my next question. I was going to say if LeBron was going to be the first player to have it retired in three places. Oh, here's here's a good trivia question for you, Ronnie. All right, just popped out, just popped out of nowhere. <laughs> there is one player in NBA history to have multiple numbers retired with the same team. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, right out of the gate. Yes, <laughs> the Lakers retired number eight and twenty-four for uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, and that's why LeBron is getting rid of that number six too. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, well, wait, for, what number? No, no, he's he's Not switching six. back to six. Switching back to six, yeah. No, 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 no. You're right. He's switching away from six because of. Oh, not uh, Kobe. Bill Russell wore number yeah, six. Yeah, Bill Russell. That's yes. right. Yeah, I was like, wait, Kobe didn't wow, wear number we, six. <laughs> we really screwed that one up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That was weird. But that's all I got for news. You got anything else? Yeah, the only one I wanted to mention was Trey Young was not selected for Team USA. The guards that they took were Brunson, Halliburton, and Austin Reeves. And people are upset about that, saying, how could you take Trey Young or not take Trey Young and instead take Austin Reeves? And I think they made the right decision because you yes. can't have three players that play the exact same style of basketball, especially in international play where teams play very different style of basketball so you need to be a little bit more flexible and you know let's just talk about Austin Reeves to Trey Young Austin Reeves does everything better than Trey Young except for scoring he's a better <laughs> rebounder he's he better defense uh he's grittier he, he's a, probably a better passer I don't know if I have hard stats to to reflect that yeah but I don't know if he does everything better somebody... have, have you seen Trey Young shiver because I, I don't think Austin Reeves I, I, could shiver as good as he does things. yeah <laughs> um he he's he's a I don't want to call him a dirty player, but he—he he there we go. He does the dirty work that needs to get done, right? Yeah. He'll, he'll fight and box people out, and he'll he'll do more than just score. So I I support the decision. I don't. I, I think you probably could have maybe found somebody better than Austin Reeves to do that same sort of work. But I I'm not shocked that Trey Young, Jalen Brunson, has suddenly become like the golden child of of basketball and yeah. i don't necessarily see that i maybe would have taken trey young over jalen brunson but everyone's been praising jalen brunson's leadership on this team so maybe that's what they saw is that he's a better leader than trey young and that's ultimately why they they went with jalen brunson yeah. and then you know the austin reeves trey young comparison it's like well we don't need two guys to do the same thing let's let's get someone that has a little bit more plug and playable Let's talk about signings, trades, and waves. Not a lot this week. The big news was uh, Anthony Davis of the Los Angeles Lakers. He signs a three-year, $186 million max extension. Uh, He has the option for year three, which I thought was interesting. So I I imagine that's going to be, hey, if I play a lot in year one and two and I'm not street clothes, Davis, Mm -hmm. I could probably opt out of year three and then get a 
three, four or five year extension. Yeah. And when I become a free agent. So I thought that was a little bit interesting that he has the power for year three. That's definitely some, some leverage for him. And for the Lakers, you know, if, if he's hurt a lot and he opts in, that kind of sucks, but then you're done with him after three years instead of a, a traditional four or five year extension that you see uh, with some of these max extensions. I mean, yeah, and three, three to four years. Been, what is going to look like at that time too? He can't, he's, who, he's yeah. not going to be any good anymore. There's no way. So then that's, that becomes, you know, essentially his last big payday. Right. But if he's, if he's not, if he's great year one and year two, then he's got another big payday. So I, yeah. I, I, it's all benefit for him, uh, but it's lower risk for the Lakers. Yes. Right. That's the thing I there. I would say. So, and I, I don't know. He's still a player it, that I definitely don't want to play against because when he's healthy, he's, he's one of the strongest players yeah. on the floor, but it's just a matter of if he can stay on the floor. We all know that. We all know that. <laughs> Giannis's brother, Thanis Atutakempo, he has yeah, signed an extension. Thanis's? Yep. Thanis's Atutakempo has re-signed with the Milwaukee Bucks. Is this five years now they've been on the same team? Yeah, five years in a row. Yep. And that's pretty cool. I, I love that. They just continue signing his brother just to, you know, even though he's a bench player, he never plays, but he averaged 1.4 points just, last uh, year. Yeah. <laughs> so. Help his brother feel more comfortable and confident. Yeah. And uh, if you want to keep your star player happy, it's a cheap way to do it. Yep. Yeah. This kid's 31 years old. He played 37 games for the Bucks last season, but only 5.6 minutes per game. So I, that's probably due to the fact that the Bucks were just blowing everyone out, you know, and just then they have time to put yeah. their bench in because this guy's not going to yeah, come off the bench even too, you know, for like the probably like the six or seven player. Not even that. He's just one of the last players. I wish I could be in the NBA and. I wish I had like my cousins on, on like the bench too. I would totally get one of my family members in on the league and just getting the bare minimum, like 500,000 a year. That's so cool. You know, I, I love that. That'd be just fun having a family member on the team. I think <laughs> I love that. Just fun. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about in the news realm was the turd of the week. All right. Who do you got this week? And that goes to Terrence Williams, a former NBA yes. guard. Great pick on he that. He has. Yeah, it's, he's been sentenced to 10 years in prison for defrauding the NBA's health and welfare benefit plan. He was part of this scheme that would submit false uh, insurance claims and basically line his pockets and line the pockets of the doctors that he was working with uh, for the tune of $5 million. So the NBA wealth and health and welfare benefit plan is for retired players that, you know, the NBA takes a toll on your body and, and you need continued health insurance. And this is set up for them, and he literally stole from his his former teammates. Yeah, uh, five million dollars, and yeah, ten years in prison now. So curious if other NBA players will be charged. There are more players involved in it, but oh, you think he there is will the be the first one? I, I think so. Yeah. I, I think. Well, this says um, there are five other charged. So more players have been charged as well. He's the first one to actually be sentenced, and I. I don't know who the other five are. Uh, that should have been something I prepared beforehand. I apologize. No, but I, I didn't is, know there was um, other other players involved. I thought it was just him and a doctor, and that was it. So that that's it's kind of scary because yeah, ten years. I mean, if any other players involved, I mean, what they're at least getting five years probably. Just, yeah, yeah, I agree. Man, and this isn't the first sent. time this has happened. Let's see. Uh, here's the article. I'm going to try to read it really quick. Tony Allen, six-time All-Defensive Team selection. Yeah, I remember Remember him. the 2008 Celtics. He was involved. We have Sebastian Telfer. Don't yeah, know who that is. I remember him. Glenn Davis, former NBA champion. No way. He's Glenn involved, Davis. too? Ooh, That's Baby yeah. Davis. Yeah, Baby Shaq. Sh Shannon Brown. Uh, okay. Melvin Alloy. I don't remember Anthony that Anthony Roten, Ruben Patterson, Darius Miles. Darius Miles, yep. So... We got we got a lot of players involved with that, so it'd be interesting to see how much time they get, or or not. So yeah. something similar happened in bad. the NFL recently with Clinton Portis being the ringleader or one of the players involved with that. So it seems to be common thread. These these NBA players, these ex athletes, they find a way to just steal money from yeah. teammates, and that's that really sucks. sad. Big time, yeah. That's too bad. I'm just... looking at Terrence Williams's money cumulatively. So he only played in the league for four years. 
Uh, but he made just under $10 million in that four-year time span. So more money than most people will ever make in their lifetime he made in four years. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't enough. He had to steal. He's the turd of the week. <laughs> Ronnie, you mentioned you had some some sweet stats you wanted to uh, go over. Yeah, so I want to I wanna go over betting. You want to talk about betting? I do. Don't forget to sign up for Underdog Fantasy with promo code JNR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so get that plug in there. All right, <laughs> exactly. I like it. Very good. Okay, so if you were to guess, this is going from last year's stats, right? So, beginning of of last year, at the beginning of the year, who do you think was projected to win the Coach of the Year? If you were to guess one player, who who do you think would win? Coach of the Year. Yeah. Who who do you think um, was projected to win? Before I would anything happened, probably guess the Bucks head coach. No, you're actually no? pretty okay. far off too. No. Pretty far off. Do you want cool, another cool, guess? Cool. If you want me to tell you, I no, no. Go ahead. And tell. If I'm that far off, I'm not even in the right area code. So no, let's just go ahead and end the pun. Uh, end the. It's going to make sense once you hear it. Steve Nash. Now, other Brooklyn oh, the Nets, right? Because you remember they traded for all yeah. these players, and they were projected to be like the best team, and they had a crappy year the year before, and they're like. And yeah, they we're going to win get the it championship yep. and win the championship. So, so Steve yeah. Nash was projected, but wah, mid, wah. midway through the year, he was let go. So if you put a ba- bet Not on him. Not midway through the year. he was. I think he made it like 12 games into the year. Uh, he, he was not the head coach of that, that team for very long. Uh, as, you're, as you're reading the next thing, I'm going to fact I'll, check you on yeah, that. Yeah, I'll take the over on that for sure. I I'll, okay. I'll, I'll bet you a dollar on 12 that. 12 and a half. 12 and a half is, <laughs> is the number. Okay. You're taking the over. Yeah, for sure. I think he was like coach for... I'll say 40 games. I'll be more close to that. But I definitely got the over on you on that one for sure. But so he was protected the win. Um, I just I'll go over a couple few other players. Then there was like Taylor Jenkins for the Grizzlies was second. Monty Williams for the Suns. Michael Ballone for the Nuggets. And Nick Nurse for the Raptor, Raptors. So I'm like, geez, like where's Mike Brown? Because he won, right? So Mike Brown was projected. He was 13th on the list, which means that wow. his his stats like if you would have put a hundred dollars on mike brown to win the coach of the year you would have made five thousand dollars he was plus five thousand in the odds that that's crazy so i made me think like geez like that that's some some good stats right there like we, we could make some money on this but how hard is it <laughs> how hard sure is it talking to, about dude yeah. how hard is it to win coach of the year like to actually win that bet Jeez, like that's a tough one do you know who's projected to win coach of the year this year um, I'll give you a hint. Steve Kerr. No, I'll give you a hint. It was a team that was decent last year, like very decent. <laughs> they were decent or were not decent? They, they were very good last year. Oh, who's the head coach, the new head coach of the It's not Celtics. a new head coach either. Jacques Vaughn? Nope. Good guess though. I like no. that guess. Yeah. No, then I don't know. It was Eric Spolster right now is projected to win coach Eric of the Spolster? year. Okay. Yeah. That's found fair. The, found the issue. You know what I wonder... I wonder if they're projecting in the chance that Damian Lillard's going to go there. And yeah, then he's gonna you're have probably to right. Maybe that's why the coach. odds are so high. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, Steve Kerr is way down there. He's like 10th on the list. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised to see Popovich down there. Comeback. Popovich is down there. He's at like 12th, and I thought he would be up there since, you know, they got Wembenyama. Yeah. Steve but, Kerr in the 2022-2023 NBA season coached seven games for the Brooklyn Nets, going two and five before being relieved of coaching duties. How many games was it? Seven, Ronnie. Seven games. Seven. Steve Nash was only coached for seven games. The last year, 2020, his last year in Brooklyn, he coached for seven games before being relieved. Holy crap! All right, good job, man. I owe you a dollar. Yeah, you do, and I will collect. <laughs> I know you will. You've been bugging me about it the whole time. I'm, I'm so cheap. Text me every day. <laughs> okay, so going back to last year, do you know who is projected to win the championship at the beginning of the year? I would guess the Celtics. You're close. That They were second. Do you want to take okay, another guess? The Bucks. Yeah. No, Bucks Milwaukee? are down there. They were fifth. No, that's it. Then that's that's okay. where my guess is. The Warriors, ends. because remember they won the, the year Warriors. before. Oh, they were defending champs. Yeah, yep. and, and they're yeah, they... essentially the same team coming back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, they didn't make any changes or anything like that. Clippers are third. Nets are fourth. So yeah, just kind of crazy to Oof. see that. Yeah. But yeah, and then um, so this year, do you know who's projected to win this year? The Boston Celtics. 
Are you just going to repeat that answer the whole time? <laughs> Eventually, no, the Denver Nuggets would be my guess. You're correct. Repeat. Yep, exactly. Good guess. Yeah. Yep. So, and yeah. then the Boston Celtics. You're right. Yep. You know who's third? Yes. The Suns. The Phoenix Suns. It yeah, should be. They I just like built that. a super team. Yeah. So, hope, uh, you, would you place a bet on it? They're plus 650. 650? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not bad. I would do that. Let's let's go to Vegas place that bet. Put a hundred bucks on the Suns. Vegas. Win some money there. Yeah. Then it goes Bucks, Heat, Lakers. So they're up there. Warriors is down there. 76ers are eighth. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, there's some money to be. So who won the championship last year? It was the they played against the Heat. It was the Nikola Nuggets. Jokic. Yeah. So their their odds to win the championship last year was sixteen to one. So uh, I that's okay. That's plus uh, that's plus sixteen hundred, right? Yeah, so one dollar would win you sixteen dollars. A hundred dollars would win you sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah, so. I thought that was so pretty that's good. Minus one sixty. Not bad. Not a bad payday for all those people that bet on a Nuggets win a championship. I wonder how many people did yeah. that. I like that. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure there's people that are diehards that bet every year on their team, and just mm-hmm. you know, eventually it'll pay off. Yep, exactly. If you have faith. Last- Don't ask the old Cubs fans that. So Washington Wizards are in last. They're plus one hundred thousand. Yeah. Oof. I was man. Can you imagine just just place a dollar on that, guys? I mean, why not? You know, <laughs> make some money there. It's just throwing a dollar away. <laughs> there's, 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 you never know. Maybe, maybe they're going to get Damian Lillard and maybe get a couple other pieces in some crazy <laughs> trade or something like that, that you don't even know about. Yeah, maybe. That's okay, a good so point, Ronnie. So maybe last Damian one, Lillard will want to go from Portland to Washington <laughs> because he wants to win. Maybe yeah, exactly right. <laughs> okay, so last one is uh, the player MVP. Uh, so there was three players that were MVP voting. Um, do you want to take a guess at it, or you just want me to tell you? Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, and you're gonna have to tell me. Dang, you suck, man. Did I get any of those? No, none of those. Good guesses. Oh, so I yeah. like the guesses. Joel Embiid was first. Jokic was okay, second yeah. because you know he that would have been I'm his... stupid. I should have totally known that. Yeah, Jokic yeah, was on a back to back, and then Giannis, and, and yeah. Yeah, it's the bigs right now. We're we're the MVP voting loves the bigs. Yep, exactly. I don't blame you for picking Luca because I know you love him and everything. So I I know you uh, how good of a player you think my, he is and everything. So it's I, my spirit animal. <laughs> so next year, Jokic is projected again to win the MVP. We'll see how that works yeah. out. Your boy Luca is second. How about that? Woo woo, Luca. Yep. Drop some pounds and pick up an MVP. Third is Giannis. The first only American right now, he's in fourth, Joel Embiid. So, so okay. that's kind of interesting. You remember that? I know. remember you saying about that last year that they're going to have some foreigners to win the MVP, right? Because they want to promote the league to, yeah, to Europe and things like that. So, internationally. so yep. top three right now is all, all foreign people if they're not American at all. So interesting. Uh, we got Tatum on the list, Kurt, uh, Durant, Steph Curry, Devin Booker. That rounds up your top eight. LeBron James, number nine. Tatum, Tatum has... This might be Tatum's year. Yeah. And what about Lillard? Would you place... He's plus 2,200. No. I'm looking at that no. one. I'm wondering if he might win no. it this year because he was no. he was looking excellent. Not a chance. No? He was looking excellent, but you can't demand a trade and then expect the sports writers to vote for you to be the MVP. It's not going to happen. Gotcha. He's, he's, he's going to need to get on a new team and, and have a couple of years before he's even contention. And I would, yeah. I would go ahead and say Damian Lillard will not win an MVP in his career. Wow. It's a tough award to win for one. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't go to guards often enough as I feel it should. Yeah. And it's it's just not going to be him. You know what's Sorry, crazy? Dan. You know who's ahead of him is Trey Young. I hate seeing that. That's crazy to yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's uh, one last player on that list. Shea Gillies Alexander. He's, he's oh, 11th SGA. right there. I think he might yeah. have a chance of winning. So he's plus 2,000. I kind of would like that bet too. That's That's a decent player to bet on. Yeah, not too shabby. I would take that. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the last I time have. a guard won it was 2018 with James Harden. Yeah. The year before that, Russell Westbrook, and then we had back-to-back Steph Curry. So I guess I was wrong in how often guards win it. I thought it, they never win it, but it's it's the last five years have been you know a center or a forward, uh, and they count Giannis as a forward. So you know, mm-hmm. take that for what you want. Uh, yeah. But that's been that's been the history of it. Yeah. Is there any particular? I, I meant to ask you this. Do you think? Do, is there any particular particular coach that you might win that you think would win Coach of the Year this year? Because the player that I was, the, or the the one I was thinking of, um, oh, who's the one that got that Chet Holmgren? It's but that's Oklahoma City, right? 
Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, that's I, the first team that popped in my head. I think they might win it. I just I feel like that team is on their way, and I, I just if I was going to place a bet on any team, I would I would pick him. I don't even know the coach of that team right now, but but that's who I would Mark Diangnuot. Got it. Okay, you I know what? I think that's how it's pronounced. He's second. He's uh, it goes. Is he? Okay. Spolstra, Diang. Uh, let me try to say his yeah. name. <laughs> Dang Nolt, Dang Nolt. I'll say it like that. That's probably closer to what I said. Closer Ma- than what it act. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. He's plus eight hundred. And then Mike Malone, Joe Mazula, and Nick Nurse. Those are our top five. So yeah, that okay. makes sense. Okay, so yeah, I, I didn't even know that was a coach. I saw that name up there, but I didn't even know that. <laughs> Nick Nurse is in the top five. Yep, face fifth. Yep. That is interesting because Nick Nurse was fired last year and now has a new gig. Uh, with the 76ers, but it's mm-hmm. amazing that you can go from fired to being a preseason favorite for coach of the year. Yeah, and he was projected fifth last year for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, so, maybe he'll get fired again. Yeah, Monty Williams was fired, but he was third, projected third. Yeah. A lot of, lot of... So weird. Yeah, a lot of bad picks there. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about tonight is the 2020 NBA draft. And you're like, what the heck? Why do we want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah. Well, tis the season where players are extended. They're, they're entering first round players. They're signed to a four-year contract. Initially, the team has the option for years three and four, the fourth year, after your fourth year is over, you become a restricted free agent, which means the team that drafted you still has the rights. They can match any offer sheet. And we see that happen from time to time. But typically this off season between your third and fourth year is where a team will decide, do we want to extend this player or do we not? And then they'll enter negotiations for that. So I thought it'd be fun to take a look at the first round of 2020 and see, you know, which players have been extended, which players, uh, probably the primary focus is going to be which players haven't been extended. And if that's shocking to you, should the team try to extend them? And then if there's any information on why, which is the case with one of these players, why do we think that they haven't been extended? So first, getting started here, there's 30 players taken in the first round in the NBA. Do you want to guess what percent of those players are still in the NBA today? So three seasons removed from their draft, what percent zero to a hundred is still playing? Or you can give me the number of players if that makes you feel better. This uh, is including well. both rounds, round one and two, right? No, just round one. Just, just round, round one. one. Uh, just round one. Yep. I will say I will say eighty percent of them are still in the league. Higher than that, ninety three percent, twenty eight out of the thirty still in the NBA. Okay. Which that's pretty high, I think. You see a lot of flat. If we were to add the second round, I imagine that number goes down quite a bit. Yeah. I didn't pull that data, so we're going to stick with just the first round. Of those 30 players drafted, which percent are still on the team that drafted them? Um, isn't it 100%? Because I don't, I don't think you could... Well, no. I see Jalen Smith. He's not longer than the Suns. Okay, so I'm going to say... I will say 70%. 73%. Pretty close. 22 of the 30 are still on the same Good thing I changed my answer from 100%. Them. <laughs> yeah, you had 100%. Now, so Jalen Smith doesn't count as one of those players because his rights were traded. He never suited up as a son. So I did not count those sorts of players. But you okay. take somebody like Tyrese Halliburton, who played one year on the Kings before being traded to the Pacers. Uh, that's obviously someone that's been traded. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of players like that as well, where they played a year or two before ultimately being traded to a different team. Uh, last trivia-ish question. Of those 30 players, which which percent or how many have already signed a contract extension as they enter uh, essentially their contract year? 10%. 10%. That is a little bit low. 16%. Only five. Only five okay. players. That seemed really low to me. Uh, that that kind of shocked me. So the five players that have, three of them have signed uh, max extensions or super max extensions. Uh, so Anthony Edwards, super max extension, five years, $260 million. Same for LaMelo Ball of the Hornets. We have uh, Desmond Bain of the Grizzlies. He has signed a five-year, $207 million max contract. Yep. I like him. Yep. Tyrese Halliburton. He signs also a five-year, $260 million contract. So there's another super max contract. And I then wanna... we have Isaiah Stewart. Go ahead. Sorry, one second. Isaiah Stewart is the last one. He signed a very friendly four-year, $64 million 
extension. When was he so drafted? Of those what, five, what order was he drafted? Isaiah Stewart was taken 16th overall. Oh, okay. I have a hard time. Oh, there he is. I couldn't find him on this. Okay, so Anthony Edwards was drafted first. Mellow Ball, you mentioned, was third. Desmond yep. Bain was 30th. Ty- Tyrese Halliburton was 12th. And Isaiah Stewart was 16th. So we have yeah. three players that find, signed a five-year $260 million, one five-year two hundred seven, and then one four sixty four. Cool. But nobody else has signed an extension. And that, that just kind of blew my mind. So I went through and I highlighted, I think, four names that really jumped out to me. Uh, I, I guess your first reaction is when you see the list of players from taken in the first round, and we don't have to go through all of them, mm-hmm. which ones jump out to you? Yeah, the first one that jumped out right there was Tyrese Maxey for the 76ers. I saw that name. I'm like, wow, that's, right. you, you definitely don't want to play against him. You want to get him on your team. You want to keep him on your team. So, yeah, that's kind of surprised right. to see that he's not signed yet. Let me keep going. So I went by players. No, no, that's fine. I went by players that I recognize their name. And I, I recognize yeah. most of these players' names. Uh, but, like, actually made a meaningful contribution to their team. Because mm-hmm. those are the ones that you would want to do. Uh, so the first one was number 11, Devin Vassil. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm saying his last Vassil. name right, by the Spurs. He has not signed an extension. Uh, but that seems like they'll get it done. Historically, the Spurs are a little bit quieter with their front office negotiations. And from everything I could tell, they are working towards that. They're negotiating. And I would maybe expect them to to reach that extension before the season starts that that one makes sense to me. That seems like a no-brainer of someone that you want to extend. Yeah. He might have been like the first or second best player on, on a very bad team, but you do want to build some consistency. And I think having him uh, be extended would be good. Uh, Sadiq Bey of the Pistons, he was not has not yet reached an extension. I don't expect him to be a huge money. I think he's probably going to look like Isaiah Stewart sort of deal with the, the four years less than a hundred million dollars sort of extension, but he's a player that I would expect to be extended. I don't have him uh, on my list. What, where was he drafted at? He was taken number 19th overall. Oh, okay. Oh, so it looks like the Nets drafted him at first. So maybe he the was Nets drafted him. No, he, so he never suited up for the Nets. He was initially drafted by the Nets. They traded his rights to the Clippers who then traded his rights to the Pistons. Gotcha. So yeah. He never suited up for those teams. So I don't count that. Like he signed a contract with the Pistons, gotcha. not with any other team. Yeah. You mentioned that name. I'm looking uh, for the logo. I'm like, I only see one Pistons player here. So yeah. That makes sense now. <laughs> And then Emmanuel Quickly, who was originally drafted by the Thunder, rights were traded to the Timberwolves before ultimately being traded to the Knicks, where he signed the contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also has not signed an extension. And he's had some up and down years with the Knicks, but I would expect that they would want to retain him as well. And that brings us to the last one, Tyrese Maxey. Blows my mind that he hasn't signed an extension. But then yeah. you start to read the reasons why. And I guess there, there's a calculated risk that you take with this. Uh and and I guess what what would your knee jerk reaction be of why maybe they haven't resigned? Because they're Tyrese waiting Maxey. on on Harden's deal. They're waiting on that whole situation. Yeah, that's that's a big chunk of it, right? So they have Joel Embiid, who's a max contract player. They have James Harden, who's a max contract player. And you could extend him. He's certainly worthy of a max contract, but you don't need to because he's a restricted free agent. You have another year of control to match him. Harden's going to come off the books next year. Now you sign him, you extend him. At that point, you know, it's a little bit more palatable and you have a direction of that your team wants to go. Uh, So that's part of the reason. The other reason is that maybe you decide you're going to trade for players instead Tyrese Maxey on an expiring contract is really sexy as far as trade bait goes. So I I think that's another good reason of why they haven't extended him. From what I've read, they don't plan on offering him an extension during this offseason. He's going to play the final year of his contract. And then it just makes you wonder, is that a smart decision? Because we saw the Suns do that with DeAndre Ayton, and it kind of soured that relationship. We've seen other teams do that where, you know what? Hey, we're not going to give you an extension. Play your final year. And then they say, well, screw you. I'm, I'm leaving in free agency, or I'm going to be difficult to deal with because I, I don't like, I want some job security. Do yeah. you think it's a smart move for the 76ers to do? Do you think it's a little too risky? What are, what are your feelings on this? I don't know. Honestly, it's kind of hard to say. I definitely get what you're saying from the DA standpoint, you know, because it, yeah, you're right. It did kind of sour that relationship. So, but, 
let's say if we did sign DA right away, would that have made the relationship better? Because I think there's already sour feelings there from the playoffs from last year. But well, he wasn't under a contract, remember? Yeah. So I think he, I think his expectation was he was going to get extended in the offseason. It didn't happen. Yeah. And I feel like that set the tone for the whole year for him. I, I could be wrong. I could be misreading it. Yeah. But that, I think he was ex- the number one overall draft pick, and you haven't been extended going into your contract year. Yeah. I certainly That's can tough. see him being like, well, what the heck, man? What, what right. are we doing here? But I think from the GM's point of view, you know, from the owner's point of view, if you have the rights to that player and you have the chance to match it, then yeah, just yeah. uh, you, you, I think you don't extend their contract because it makes that player play as hard as they can, or does it? Would would you play hard for that team? Like, I or would you no want to try to get traded so you don't play as hard and then you try to get to a different team? Well, because you're, yeah, because you're a restricted free agent, it's in your best interest to play hard because if no yeah. one gives you a max or no one gives you an offer sheet, well, then the team the team can be. Hey, we, we 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 can sign you to whatever we want. No one's no one's making any calls. No one's offering you money. Right. Whereas if if you play as hard as you can, maybe some team's going to say, "Well, let's make an offer," and and see if we get it or, or force that team to. Yeah, but then to, you uh, then you get you, then you have a chance to get stuck on your on that same team that you don't want to be on because they have a chance to match it yeah. and they probably will likely match it unless you're in a bad it financial depends. situation. Yeah. It's it's such a weird dynamic to have that restricted free agent with your with your first round picks. Yeah, there. but I I do understand why the league has it set up that way. So I'm yeah I'm interested to see how this will all play out. This will probably be a bigger storyline next year, or or maybe they'll just get the extension done yet. But I could see him being traded at the deadline because yeah. now a team has exclusive rights to negotiate with him going into the off season he's a restricted free agent that you now control and you can extend that you can extend him there you get you get first first right of refusal there so i think it could be really really attractive for a team that that wants to build and i think tyrese tyrese maxi is going to be a star in this mm-hmm. league i mean he's already on the cusp of making an all-star team he's he's on the cusp of making an all-star team that has joel Embiid and james harden who are two very give me the ball sort of players and yeah. he's still making a name for himself so he's going to be He's going to be a great player in this league for, yep. for many years to come. Yeah. I just am blown away uh, that they they haven't made that ex- extension to him yet. You know, Do you think? Um, nope. Go ahead. Yeah, just looking at this list too, it always amazes me. Like these top five picks, I always like looking at. So we got Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, Lamella Ball, Patrick Williams, Isaac ok- Okoro is his name for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. So like, there's Wiseman and Patrick Williams and Okoro. I just can't believe like. They, like, are those throwaway picks? Like, do you do you regret, regret <laughs> picking those players because, like, you had the how do you pass up Tyrese Maxey with the way he's playing? Like, how do you not see his potential and how do you not see him like how he is now compared to during the draft time? You know, it's just like it amazes me right. like how these teams miss such a great player. You know, great, such a great opportunity. But I mean, I don't know. Wiseman isn't that bad, but. Compared to Tyrese Maxey, I would much bad. I would much rather pick Maxey over him now, you know. But yeah, yeah, just I, crazy. It's such a weird thing because you're right; these guys' jobs are to evaluate talent, and there's right. a lot of factors that go into it. But they're so bad at it every year. Right. You can look at any year in the draft and look at this and be like, "Who's Patrick Williams?" Well, Patrick Williams has been hurt a lot in his mm-hmm. defense, but he's never going to be the player that Tyrese Maxey is. He's never going to be a player that Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, I, he'll never match those guys. Yeah, And then exactly. I, like I said, I didn't even look at the second round. I'm certain <laughs> there's second pl- round players that, that Patrick Williams will never catch. So yeah, it's apparently impossible to evaluate talent because right. based off of these these draft picks, it's, it's preposterous that these guys get taken as you early as they do. So I will when give them fantastic credit. Fantastic players are on the board. I'll give them credit for the second round. There's not a single second round player that's really worth any any like they it's should stay in the second you. round you know with maybe the exception of Kenyon Martin Jr. I've, I've heard of his name on the Kings he's probably the only one I see there maybe Paul Reed for the 76ers because he's a good backup center but just yeah not not much talent over there not knowing that I would really extend or care to move to the first round compared to all these other players so good yeah. good job to I'll those to owners and look and see... looking at the talent the talent scouts they did a pretty good job for the second round compared to the first round yeah, I, I want to look it up. I'm going to look it up real quick while we're talking. But Tyrese Halliburton, who, again, is a fantastic player, just signed a max extension with the Pacers. He 
he was drafted by the Kings and played a year on that team. So yeah. what did they get for him to go to the Pacers? Right. And was it worth was it worth it? Yeah. And there's no way it could have been worth it, right? So Sacramento is sending Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Tristan Thompson to Indiana for Sabonis. Oh, there you go. Sabonis. Okay, that was uh, Jeremy involved, Lamb okay. and Justin Holiday and a twenty twenty seven second round pick. So it was it was Sabonis for Halliburton essentially. Yeah. Uh that That's was pretty even swap. Yeah, uh, they they this article that was written right after the trade happened is yeah. you know the Pacers get an A plus for getting Halliburton, which I agree with, yeah. and then the the Kings are saying what the heck were they thinking? Halliburton yeah. is is, is going to be a great player, which you never really know after one year, but they needed they needed Sabonis, and it was it worked out well for them. Yeah. So, but yeah, just to get back to your right. point, I was though, yeah, it is. That was. It is very weird to see some of these other players that just haven't been extended any, you know, yet. You know, even they're they're so good, and yeah, just I don't know how that affects your psyche with that too. You know, you're like, I played so good right. for you guys last year. How did, how come you're not extending me yet? Like, I know you have the rights, but what do you? It's you're just playing a mind game with me right now. Just just extend me. I want to play for you guys. I, it's obvious because I played well for you last year, and then this year comes and up, then- and you're like, I don't even want to play for this team anymore. And, <laughs> I'm going to play bad on purpose so that way they don't want to extend me and I can well, get out of this They'll never play bad on purpose. Right? Because if you it's play tough, bad on purpose, yeah. you're still playing bad in a contract year and now play, you're not going to get the contract that you want. Right. And then I wonder, like, do they talk to Tyrese Maxey and be like, hey, we're, we want you on this team. We're not going to offer you an extension now. And they, they list out the, the reasons that may or may not make sense to him. Mm-hmm. Of why they're doing it. You know, James Harden's not going to be on this team next year. We'll have the money available. Do they do that? Do they have that conversation or do they just... They should. Not. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, you're a liar if you trade them at the trade deadlines after saying that you're going to do that. Because yeah. that just makes you dishonest. So I, 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 I could see both sides of it as well. And as a player, I, I would probably want to know, like, hey, what's my future with this team look like? Or right. do I need to start make, making my uh, highlight tape so I can <laughs> potentially get traded? Yeah, right. Very cool. All right, like that's it. that's all I had for tonight. Anything else that you want to uh, talk about, basketball wise? Yeah, I, I got a I got a pop quiz for you. A little little pop question quiz, for you. All yeah. Right. Okay, so I I found this little stat here. I thought found it interesting. So there's three players that have the highest win win percentage of all time. So just try to think of like a couple of history historic guys and one currently in the league. Out of these three players. Who who do you think has the highest win percentage of all time? That's a tough one. Yeah, it's very tough. I I love this question because the players on this list is like, oh wow, that that's a good player, but yeah, it's a tough so that, question. That's though. kind of a, that's kind of a clue because you could be a bad player on a good team and yeah. have a really high win percentage. Exactly. I'm gonna go with LeBron James just because his teams are always in the playoffs. Yeah. Right. No, he's not on this. He's not top three. Yeah, These players are really good, though. So it's kind of like, okay, I can see that. I want to say Steph Curry because they won so many games. But when they were bad, they were bad. Yeah, they were last maybe, place, weren't they? Maybe, that one year? They were last. They were like two years in a row where they yeah. just they failed to make the playoffs. I am going to say Steph Curry, though, just because I, I, okay. I have a brain fog on it. In your defense, this is like one percent. I, I think... I think this win percentage is just counting the times that the players actually played too. Okay. I don't think okay. it counts like their injury times, like how the team did without them when they were injured. But oh, okay. let, let me give so you. Does, does that uh, mean it's Clay Thompson? No, I'm going to give you the center okay. player. <laughs> I'm going to give you one of them. So the okay. second place is Larry Bird. And that makes sense. What you Damn hear that it, name, Ronnie, right? I was going to guess Larry Bird. Were you really? <laughs> he was my. He was a hundred percent. I was going to. I was going to get the current <laughs> player, and then I a hundred percent swear I was going to say Larry Bird. I I completely believe you. Okay, so so oh, think think of a player jerk. Think of a player that's currently in the league who you would be most scared to play against because it seems like whenever they're on a the floor, they just win like crazy. You can't beat them. Who is that player? Steph Curry would have been a good guess, I mean, but it's that- not him. Surprisingly. <laughs> so it's got to be somebody. Um, Think of a. Is it going to be Kevin Durant? No. I, I thought you might have no. guessed him too. So this guy is insane yeah. in the playoffs. He turns it on. He's just like almost unbeatable insane in the playoffs in the when playoffs. he's healthy. Oh, that's it's got to be Giannis? No. Okay, ready? Or you want to oh guess again? Oh my gosh. Yeah, go ahead and give it to me. Kawhi Leonard. 
Oh yeah. Okay. It's got to be when he's healthy. Then, yeah. Right? So he, he, yeah. yeah so yeah, highest yeah. win he, percentage he of all gear. time. First number one, it's Magic Johnson with seventy four percent. Okay. Larry Bird is seventy three point six, and then Kawhi Leonard is tied with them seventy three point six. I thought that was a crazy stat to see. It's just like dang. That's like the, they're the all time greats. So whenever they're on the floor, they're winning. You want those three guys, and that makes sense too. Like. Whenever they were on a floor, they they won, right? It's just crazy. Well, Kawhi with the Spurs teams were just so good, and yeah. it didn't have to be him always, right? Then yeah. he got traded to Toronto and was just hitting every shot imaginable. Mm-hmm. Won the championship before coming to the Clippers, who yep. have great regular seasons, but then yeah, they're never, they're never healthy come the end of the season, and that just kills their playoff run. So yeah, that that's interesting. That's yeah. a good list. Thanks, Ronnie. All right, and so here's another thing. I, this is a little meme I saw. The NBA's top worst top five picks in history. So I, I just thought this was cool. So Aww. worst top five <laughs> picks Odin. in history is this is a it goes A Bennett v Oladipo Porter Jr. Zeller Victor Oladipo. Yep, Zeller, and then Alex Lynn, number five. I just you know there's Alex Lynn on the list of NBA's. This is from. So those aren't first overall picks. Those are just. Yeah, this is just like this was one of the years that there was a draft, and uh, that was like the thir- the first pick was A. Bennett, and then second was Oladipo, and then Alex N was the fifth oh, okay. overall pick. And I forget how long ago this was. It was like eight years ago. So it's just like the worst draft ever. So I just <laughs> I just saw Alex Len's name on there. I just thought that was funny. You okay, it'd be funny. Last thing, if you take the Chicago Bulls logo and if you turn it upside down. The Bulls logo looks like a robot violating a crab, and you can't unsee it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've seen that before. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I couldn't remember the details of it, but when you started to describe it, I was like, yeah, yeah. it looks like something something weird. A robot violating a crab. Yep. So, yeah, next time you see the, the Bulls logo, flip it upside down. You'll you'll see a robot on, on top of a crab. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, hopefully uh, that is how you wanted to end the day, <laughs> seeing a robot and a crab getting at it yep. uh, with the Chicago Bulls logo. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Yeah, thanks, guys. 19 more days for the FIBA World Cup. Can't wait for that. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>